And we here we are back again at it live from Seattle. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been here with uh, with my with my cohorts, and we, we actually are missing one, but we added one. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that here in just a second. I'm, I'm starting to confuse myself here. Hi there, it's AJ. I do the afternoon show on Warm 106.9 here in Seattle, and I have my dear friend Lori Lori Hardy, who is a, a, a bona fide life coach. She has a book called. Did not see that coming. And your podcast. Enough with Coach Lori. Okay, I'm going to call you out a little bit. Please. So the other day I'm talking to AJ and I was telling him uh, about a client because a client had done a video. So I showed it to him and he said, oh, client. And I said, yeah. And I I showed him some of the paperwork I use with my clients. He's like, Uh well, you... Like, you're a real coach? I'm like, I said something about coaching school. I'm like, what? You're kidding me. He goes, I thought you were coached school of hard knocks. Yes. I, I didn't realize there was actually a, a life coaching school. Yes. Um, so I, I learned something new right there. There is actually a, coaching, a life coaching school. And Lori uh, has her uh, certificate of completion from that, as I have mine from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. So we're talking prestigious awards here. Yes. But uh, you are very good at what you do. Uh, and you'll be uh, gracing us with a life tip of the day, as you do each and every week here uh, on our podcast. And our other partner in crime, Anna D, is out this week. Uh, so she'll be back. She should be back next week. Um, but the reason she's out. Yeah, it's a lot of coronavirus here. Now, as you heard, if Seattle is pretty much ground zero. Well, mm-hmm. China is ground zero right. for coronavirus. But for the United States, Seattle is uh, ground zero pretty much for the coronavirus. We're up to, I believe it was 70 cases yes. uh, in Seattle. Is and that what it is? I think it's still at nine deaths. Nine deaths. And then we have uh, some school closures up to 10 deaths now. 10. Um, and, and we have problem, school closures. We have offices yeah. closing downtown. Oh, Everything's getting cleaned. So all the... my afternoon job is traffic and mm-hmm. traffic's been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. get anywhere. But here's the thing. When the schools close down, then the kids are home. Mm-hmm. And those that get free and reduced lunch... They're, they may not have food. They may not have right. supplies. And so some of the schools have a system in place to help those kids out. But um, that's kind of an issue. And our good friend Kim Monroe is bringing that up and working on getting something going for that. So, yeah, because a lot of times kids, their only meal is what they get at school, Exactly. sadly enough. Yeah. Um, but we have uh, someone filling in for Anna D, mm-hmm. who is out because of the school and the coronavirus stuff with her kids. Uh, they're, they're fine. They're they fine. are. Yes. They're not sick. They their just school can't go is, to school. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, so we have uh, from and, and this is so cool because I've I've read about this group. I've read about the, the what these people do. And I think it's phenomenal. And we're proud to have him here representing uh, BACA, the acronym Bikers Against Child Abuse. Let's welcome Shine. Welcome to the uh, Listen and Learn or Not program. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here. He was yeah. very flexible to just come and show up. We just called him yesterday. <laughs> and, and Lori. Uh, That's and, part and of I've retirement. Seen, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen some of the amazing stuff that you guys do uh, for kids who have been going through horrible situations in child abuse. And, and Lori uh, brought it up as well. And we're so happy to have you here today. So Bikers Against Child Abuse, that's the broad spectrum of what you do. Can you kind of put it a little bit more layman's terms, exactly what you're all about? Well, first of all, Baca started 25 years ago in Utah. And it began with a clinical therapist who would work with his children. And after a certain period of time, he would make headway. And then when the perp came back into the picture, that headway would be erased completely. Sure. So he had an idea because he was raised in a biker family that he would put together some of his biker friends and they would go out to the child's house and try to show the child that they have their back. And that worked fabulously. Mm. So it took off from there 
to where we are today, we are currently in 48 states and 17 countries around the world. That is so cool. So cool. So any any child that's going through you know a situation of abuse, uh, you guys basically step in and give them support. And and I've seen where you even escort them into court if they have to go into Correct. courts. Uh, right. Walk them into school if they're suffering from bullying. You do that sort of stuff too. Um, and it, and it's such it's such a great concept, I think. And I, and I can't applaud you enough because there's so much of this stuff going on. It's just it it really is sickening. Well, and for the child to feel safe, and I love it because you've got shine on your vest. Mm-hmm. That's your that's road my road name. name, correct? And so the kids get a road name too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and they get a vest, right? Yeah, they do. The way it works is we have a hotline that somebody would call and say that they have a problem with the child being abused. Um, that case is vetted by our child liaison. If it qualifies for BACA, which 99% do, then the first thing we do is we go out and do what's referred to as an initial visit. The initial visit means that the child liaison and, and one of the executive board officers uh, go out and visit the child, explain to the child what BACA is going to do for them, how we're going to be involved. Ultimately, everything in BACA is up to the child. Mm. So the child has to want to be in BACA. The guardian or parent also has to, has sure. to say it's okay. Sure. Um, once that initial visit is over, at that visit, the child picks their road name. Hmm. We go back a couple of weeks later with the entire chapter on motorcycles. Wow. We visit the child at a safe location. Mm-hmm. We bring them into the family by giving them a vest that has their road name on it. We give them a teddy bear. But oh. Before they get the teddy bear, it's passed around to everybody at the level one, and we fill it full of hugs and love mm. and give it to the child. Uh, we give them a baca blanket that they sleep with. And then from that point, there are two what we call primaries that are assigned to the child. These are patched members who have been through intense training, 12 to 15 months of training to become a baca patch member. Wow. wow. That's two, so great. Two patches are assigned to that child, and we always have to have two patches whenever we're with a child. We never go one patch only. That's really smart. Yeah, it's for, it's for our safety and, and everybody exactly. else's safety. Um, but that primaries then stay with that child. They're available to that child 24-7 until the child reaches 18 years old or until the child says, I feel comfortable, I'm safe. Usually the perp's now in prison. Um, I don't need Bach any longer. But again, 24-7, we're with that child and we're out there beck and call. Well, that is amazing. The first time I heard about you guys, I was just like, this is, this is incredible. And you, you've said you've been around for how long? 25 years. 25 years. So basically in every state, almost 48 states. Correct. Um, and I and I think it's such a cool concept to give the child, not only that you know, you're giving the child that peace of mind, which is the number one thing, but you're also giving that perp yeah. a little something to think about too. Yeah, they don't like us. I, I know. I'm just we're looking not. at you. I wouldn't want to piss you off. I mean, and then you get a few of your guys with you. No, I'm good. Yeah. You know well, What I loved in the article I read was, uh, that it works because they're bikers. If you had golfers against no. child abuse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, image you know, image a plays a big or... part of it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, okay. when we ride up on 15, 20 motorcycles, mm-hmm. and they're usually pretty loud, yeah. Yeah. everybody's leathered up. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that image tells that child that you've got strength behind you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're looking for. And that's well, what they need, and it's just it's so good. And they see that you're safe. Like you said, they're they're hugging the teddy bear because there also can be a, a stigma about, oh, bikers, scary bikers. So right. it gives them the feeling they're safe with you, but don't mess with me. Yeah, right? we bring it down to their level. Yeah. It's always at their level, whatever sure. makes them comfortable and feel safe. And the teddy bear 
they wouldn't expect that from a bunch of bikers. Right. Right. So it does <laughs> and change then to have their you attitude. All hug it. <laughs> yeah. We've seen children go from intense fear mm. to smiles of strength in a very short period of time mm. when Baca gets involved. Because kids feel so power, powerless. And when, when you think about if they've got a perp that's a bully, basically, anybody that abuses a child. But what about school and bullying? Do you guys have anything to do with that? Well, yeah, it doesn't. That's not our primary. Um, although if that does happen, we will escort the child to school and, and do what, whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, most of what we do, unfortunately, is sexual abuse. But mm-hmm. it's not just sexual. There's physical abuse, mental abuse. Yeah. Domestic violence, a lot of that all plays into these children living in fear. And then if they have to face their abuser, I used to work in the Columbia Tower in Seattle, 73 floors. Mm -hmm. And one day we're looking out the window and we see a woman on top of it. It's a walkway. And we see a woman just laying on top of it. Well, she was at the courthouse, had to face her abuser, couldn't do it, ran up the stairs. The roof was going to jump. Oh, wow. People came after her. So she crawled out on this walkway and it took all day to get her down. And my heart was breaking because how come she has to face her abuser yeah. in court all by herself? It's Yeah. Court is one of the things that, that I really enjoy doing the most. And the reason being is most of the kids, when they go to court, um, their families are witnesses. So they cannot be in the courtroom when the child testifies. Right. So Baca is there. We stay with the child from the time they get to the courthouse until the time they leave. We go into the courtroom, courtroom with them if the judge will allow, we wear our cuts, but our cuts aren't the important part. What's mm-hmm. important is that we're there to give the child support. And your cut is your vest. Our cut is our okay. vest, right. So we will take them off if the judge asks us to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we stay with that child and we give them support. And we'll say to them, when you're on that stand, just look at us. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't look at anybody else. Just look at us. And almost exclusively, they will be able to get through very, they have to describe in, oh. in minute detail what the trauma is that took place. Yeah. Um, imagine being eight years old in a courtroom. You don't know anybody except the prosecutor. You barely know him or her, but you know Baca. Mm-hmm. And you see Baca there with you, and it helps them get through that testimony. Wow. Well, I know it's probably all, uh, anonymous, but is there any stories that you have, any of your favorite stories? Um, we don't disclose any information about our children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we kept all of that is kept confidential. So, but going to court is your favorite thing. Going to court, yeah, because we give uh, that support to have that child tell their story, mm-hmm. and in almost every case, they're found guilty. So, we also like to go back to the sentencing hearing when this perp who's been real cocky during the trial, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, this yeah. is all made up, <laughs> gets 20, 30 years in prison and his head hits the table. Oh, mm-hmm. that's great. That's my reward. That's yes. that, What a reward that would be. Absolutely right. incredible. Uh, so you guys have a website, obviously, if someone needs uh, more information, that website is? Uh, Baca World, B-A-C-A World dot org. Okay. Um, one of the good things, when you go to that website on the homepage, there's a seven-minute video that I would tell everybody to watch that because it's really uh, in seven minutes tells pretty much everything that we do. And you have a hotline? We have a hotline. Can I give you that yes, number? Yes, please. The number is 844-723-3733. And when you go on that hotline, there's different extensions for the different chapters around the state. Mm. So depending upon where you live, uh, you can contact the local chapter. And then can you talk a little bit about somebody that might want to volunteer? They're hearing about this for the first time, and they're like, Mm -hmm. I got a bike. I want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, First of all, BACA does not recruit. We don't go out looking for members. 
Um, you have to want to work with abused children to be part of BACA. So once somebody finds out about BACA, the best thing to do is to go to that bacaworld.org website, look up the chapter that's closest to you. We are uh, a nonprofit organization, so our meetings are open to the public. Anybody can come to our chapter meetings. So we would have that person come to the chapter meeting, and just in that first meeting, in most cases, they're going to know if it's for them or not. If it is for them, then they come back for three consecutive meetings. The second meeting, uh, they get a, uh, they pick their road name. The third consecutive meeting, they go in for a background check, federal background check. Uh, that everybody, is so great. Everybody has to pass that, obviously. Sure. Then from that point, there's a 12 to 15-month intense training process to be able to wear the back patch. Wow. What, what goes into the training, can you say? I'm um, sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's quarterly training, Q1 through Q4. The initial training covers the basic BACA, and then training each quarter gets more intense. We have you know, probably 30 different webinars now that the potential uh, member has to watch. Um, they're coached by, they have a sponsor once they get into training. That's a patched member that walks them through that 12 to 15-month training process making sure that they've watched all the webinars, they understand the PMPs of BACA, they know what the bylaws of BACA are. PMP? Policy and procedure. Okay. Um, so again, it's very, very intense. Mm. Uh, and then once you get through that training, it's not over. You have to then come and sit in front of the executive board of your chapter, which on the executive board, there's five members, and you have to, you get basically drilled on everything you've learned over the last 12 months. It has to be a unanimous decision amongst the executive board for you to be patched. So if one out of the five people feels that you're not quite ready yet, sorry, gotta you know, wait. you got to wait a little bit longer and study a little harder. I don't have a motorcycle, but I can volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy one just to be a part of these guys, man. They, what, the what you do is so awesome. I can't, I mean, Thank applaud you. you guys enough for what you do. It's, it's an incredible thing, and it, it's got to give you an incredible feeling as well. It is. It's very rewarding. Um, it's a very sad that we have to do what we it do. It is very, yes. We don't like doing what we have right. to do. But again, when we're able to help those children go from fear mm -hmm. to be able to go outside and play yeah. where before they wouldn't leave their house, mm -hmm. now they're out playing on, with their friends, they're riding their bicycles, they're doing better in school, their entire life changes almost overnight. Mm -hmm. um, that's our reward. Baca. Baca. Love it. And how long have you been a member? I'm in my sixth year. Mm. Wow. And all, say all with your chapter, the King County chapter? Correct. Okay. Well, um, again, they can call the hotline, or do, is it the counselor that matches you up? Or um, the hotline just is just to call for uh, if you have a child that's been abused. Oh, okay. Um, and then you've got the website and the meetings. And uh, you're nonprofit, so do people donate to help you out? Or? We do. All of our funds come from donations. We do not go out and recruit for donations either. We have one annual event a year. The hundred mile ride, oh. where we go out and look for sponsors there to you go, sponsor AJ. that ride. I know I need to get a motorcycle, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we get ninety nine percent of our donations come from that ride. And what's a hundred miles like? Do you go somewhere different every time? Or yeah, we do. Our road captain will pick out a route, um, and we open it to the public. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes we won't. We'll just take the donations and ride as a chapter. But it's much more fun to open it up to the public. Yeah. Sure. And he'll map out, or she will map out. Uh, a hundred mile ride, and we take that ride. 
That is awesome. It's a lot of fun. So if you or someone you know is you know going through a situation of child abuse or any kind of abuse, uh, keep in mind, BACA, Bikers Against Child Abuse website. Give them a Google. Give them a call. Once again, that hotline number, um, what do you have? <laughs> the hotline number is 844-723-3733. And Shine, thank you for uh, stopping by today. Lori, did you have anything else for, for Shine? Um, I, I think that's it. I'm going to okay. be interviewing him a little more, <laughs> a little deeper. But I just want to say, uh, you know, giving a child a voice is huge. And so many things that kids go through as children stays with them, as you know, into adulthood, even 50s and 60s. So you're giving, you're kind of nipping it in the bud. You're giving them a chance to know some that there's good things out and there. And hope. Absolutely. Give them hope. Yeah. Abused children can become abusers. Yes. So when we get involved, we try to, to break that link. Is that part of your training too? Yes. To work with that? Yeah. And, you know, I used to get upset because whenever somebody would get convicted, they'd say, well, he was abused and all abusers abused. But that's not true. Some abusers mm-hmm. re-abuse, not all so, abusers, not all, all people who have been abused. So, um, Yeah. Well, Shine, thank you for all you do. And uh, everyone else at Baca, uh, we love you. And I, I tell you, I want to get a bike. I want to yeah. try this. This is uh, such a cool thing. Thank you yeah. for uh, taking time out today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And as promised, our very own life coach, Lori, here with our life tip of the week. Uh, what do you have for us today, Lori? I think with us going through the coronavirus, now I talked to a friend this morning. She's in the Midwest. They're not, no problems. No. But her kids live out here. And I think the biggest thing is that kids are listening. And we don't want to scare them. They pick up on our anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so our job is to make them feel safe. And if you don't feel safe, go freak out somewhere else. Like at work, like I did to you the other day. Exactly. (laughs) You're going to think you have it. And if you do, take your temperature. (laughs) I did. That's exactly what I did. I came to work. I thought I had it. I, I I I felt hot, but it was in my brain. It was just all the paranoia here around here. That's it makes right. you, so I had to do the hand hand on forehead temperature. I asked check. her four times. I said, do I, do I feel hot to you, Lori? Do I feel hot? <laughs> and, and I said. And I actually, you, you just no. laughed at me, basically. You said no. <laughs> so I went after work. I went down to the drugstore and got a thermometer. And sure I'm enough. i there was one there. 98.2. <laughs> but it all gets into your head when you hear it does. all so this stuff. And what, didn't you feel better when you knew? I you did. You took your temperature. I you did. knew so you could let it go. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's what we need to do. And, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, the kids are little. They're not picking it up, but they are. And if you go to NPR, they have a really great little video <laughs> telling the kids not to pick their nose. So it's fun for them. And they have a little comic book that you can print. And you, I, I made like 10 and still yeah. they weren't good. But um, you can make a little booklet to uh-huh. explain it to them. And it basically says the adults are in charge here. They're taking care of it. You don't have to worry. It's not your job to worry. I know some coworkers that need to watch that picking the nose video too. By the way, just <laughs> just just an FYI out there. I know some people in traffic that. <laughs> Life coach Lori, thank you so much. Uh, Shine from Baca Bikers Against Child Abuse. Thank you once again for stopping by today. Uh, listen and learn or not. A uh, one closing thing. Oh yes. If you're not gonna hug or shake hands, uh-huh. do the elbow bump. Do the elbow yeah, bump. Elbow bump is your hello. Or, or just headbutt people. I like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a hugger, sanitary. But, but I had somebody totally <laughs> shut me down the other day. I was like, oh well, I guess I better ask. No, <laughs> no hugs for at least two weeks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs>